106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear end on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, guys. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Myself, Ken Rackley, Toon Tech Automotive, joining us today. And Troy from Novus in Cheyenne. So, guys, welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's great to be here. Glad you're both As here. As always, you know, it's a cold day out, and, you know. What else are you going to be doing? That's right. <laughs> You've got to let it warm up before we can get out and do anything. That's right. Charlie Grimes, our engineer. Larry Younger answering questions, or answering calls, I should say, questions as well. He does a lot of that off-air also. So if you got a question that you don't want to come on air for, Larry's always uh, very kind and generous and willing to answer those questions as well. 303 477 5600 is our phone number to call into. You can text us as well. 307 200 8222. 307 200 8222. So, in honor of Troy being here today, <laughs> question of the day Weirdest shaped car, and it might be due to the glass. So, I'll give you an example. Okay? So, I'll get this started. The AMC Pacer. That was the first one I thought Weirdest of. Weirdest shaped that car is, ever, yeah. and it had that rear bubble, goofy-looking glass, and uh-huh. yep. had to have been one of the ugliest cars ever made. That was before my time. But I used one of those in a demolition one time. It worked really well. Right? There you go. I'm sure it did. <laughs> yeah. So here's something interesting about those. Believe it or not, there's actually guys restoring oh, those. There is. Yep. And yep. they're bringing pretty decent money. You know, back in the 90s, we had a customer that had one. It had like, you know, it had like, 5,000 miles on it. I mean, it looked brand new. Really? I imagine it's still out there, I'm probably sorry. looking the same. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody, when they come out with a new car and you look at it and you say, who's going to buy that? And then Somebody you see them all did. over the road. Uh, I they, know. You know, everything yep. sells. Somebody bought Pontiac Aztecs. <laughs> I don't true. know why, <laughs> but they did. You know, the Saturn SLs, those were kind of a weird shape when they came out, too. You know, all the plastic panels, the big oh, old windshield right. front. You can't even get those windshields anymore. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's tough. Well, that, so that's a question even for, for Troy on the auto glass side. I mean, you just said something I hadn't really thought of. There are pieces of glass. They just finally say, we're not doing these anymore. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you even got some Cadillacs. Once a Cadillac gets about 7 to 10 years old, good luck finding parts for it. Wow. I mean, it's really? it's crazy. But I, not windshields. Windshields it, are pretty pretty. Sure. Findable, but some of the other like yeah, other side well, glasses, vent uh, glasses, and so on. Usually, like the the window regulators, the trim parts pieces, okay. that kind of stuff. If if you go to take a door panel apart, something breaks, you're never gonna good find luck. a piece for oh, it. Yeah. Wow, unless there's a NOS piece someplace, but all right, good luck with that. <laughs> okay, yeah. now we're seeing that a lot more. You know, where I we had a 08 Pontiac in this past. Well, it's been a month, but. A- yesterday a- yeah <laughs> <laughs> right yeah a- abs uh, abs module failed you know uh-huh. got the part number could not track one down luckily there's a company out of georgia that was able to rebuild it 
Um, but you know, you got to take it off. You sure. got to mail it to him. You got to. There's a lot of downtime going back. on there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Luckily, in this case, he was able to drive it. It was just the electronic part. But were, I mean, we're just running into that more and more. Just where they just aren't making things, and you know, it's concerning on some vehicles. You know, it's like you better buy this stuff up now um, if it's available. I was going to talk yeah. about that a little bit today because yeah. you, with this especially current administration, you're seeing a huge push towards the electric vehicle end of things. In fact, one thing I'll, I'll, I'll mention, it was on Kim's show yesterday, they were talking about this this new bill that just passed, the you know infrastructure bill, which it's not, but the Build Back Better bill. In it is some language, and it's not defined, and that always bothers me because when they haven't defined what the language is, who knows what the language will be and how much they'll actually fund it and so on. But in this is some language that has to do with a mandatory by 2025 DUI device in every car, where if they <laughs> can figure out through, and this would be right up Troy's alley as well, Ken's too, a lot of cars today will look at your movement. They know what your mm-hmm. eyes are doing. How right. are things tracking? Are you paying attention? So on and so forth. Well, it's going to be mandatory, according to this bill, that they expand on that to where outside of that, they're going to be listening to what you're saying and how you're saying it as well. So that combined with eye movement, head movement, things like that, if they feel like you are not fully aware of what's going on, you're drunk or you're high or something along those lines, it'll just shut the vehicle off. Huh. Interesting. Well, it's going to be mandatory by 2025. So you buy a 2025 vehicle, you get in, you have to say your password phrase, probably something. Got to say your ABCs backwards. Right, exactly. I think it's a a passive system. Well, again, none of this is, furthermore, anybody telling you they know, they're lying. Right, Because it's not not in the bill. It is saying we want this done by 2025, and there'll have to be more work done. So trust me, this is where you need to get with your representatives and senators and call and complain and, and really do everything possible because this language is there. They could either choose to change the funding, not fund it, change some language around, make it really, really passive, sure. get rid of it altogether. There's all sorts of things that could happen between now and 2025. But, yeah, we don't know. I mean, it, it, will it be totally passive, or are you guys onto something where you'll have to actually say something entering the car to actually then make it fire up and right. drive? And I don't know. Nobody knows the answer to that yet. Yeah, no, right. I, you know, it sounds like an open door for somebody to jump on the bandwagon and play the little games and screw with the public mm-hmm. again. And yeah, right. Well, all of that to, to be said, back to Ken's point a moment ago about some of these parts for cars, even even what Troy was saying on glass. I, I will predict that, and my dad and uncle and I have been talking about this a lot lately, the only way they're going to be able to push the new EV side of the fence onto the public is one of, one of three ways. One is make your current car as obsolete as fast as possible. Back to Ken's point and even Troy's point. So if that car gets to be five, six, seven years of age and you can't find parts for it, you're incentivized to go do something different because right. you don't mm-hmm. want to go through that process of fixing the old car. Number two, they'll, they'll have to figure out a way to subsidize heavily certain segments of the population to buy said electric vehicle. Because let's face it, they're not the cheapest car on the road. Right. You can buy a lot. In a lot of cases, you can buy two cheap cars for what one EV costs, yeah. okay? depending <laughs> upon what you're buying. In some cases, four. <laughs> you take a full-bore Tesla, you could buy four $25,000 vehicles for the 100K Tesla. Yep. Okay, So, guys, they're going to have to do something to 
to subsidize, which means we in this room will be writing a check for somebody else, either through tax credits or what have you. And then I think the third way they're potentially going to do this to get a lot of folks that wouldn't otherwise buy an electric vehicle is, frankly, the government, I believe, will fund the financing of. Yeah, and insure it, too. And in, and probably insure it <laughs> as well. And warranty it. Now, I could be off on that last one, but trust me, folks, to get – there's 200 – over 200 million cars on the road in the United States of America. And right now, what, maybe 1% electric? Oh, yeah, 1% or 2% at the okay. most. Okay. So and think about that number I just gave you. Well, and, and think of all these apartment complexes that are going to have to put in charging stations. And, Correct. And, and make it so every parking spot has one. Has one. one. Yeah, the infrastructure. Right. Good yeah, luck with exactly. the infrastructure. Yeah, the infrastructure's well, not there. And, and the theft and the vandalism. Right. and I mean, it's That's right. just, I mean, it's, yeah. It's not, it doesn't exist. So, folks, believe me, they, these are grand ideas that nobody has sat down on that side of the aisle right. and thought through this whole process of how do we... They're not car guys, first of all. Sure. They've not thought through this process. But let me tell you what, the only way you can change over a fleet right now that's about 13 years of age is through some of the means I just said a moment ago. Yeah, Otherwise, there's no incentive. In fact, as cars get more expensive, we've already seen this. At one time, the average age of the fleet was about 10 years of age. It then moved to 11 and then 12. It's now 13 pushing on 14 years of wow, age, right. the average age. So average, folks, I know a lot of you know this already, but some of you on the other side of the aisle may not. Average is the highs and lows combined. So yeah. you may have a five-year-old vehicle or a 25-year-old vehicle. The average is 14 years of age. Yeah. Okay, so which means there's older cars than that running around. Yes, oh, there's yeah. newer as well, but that's the average, and it continues to tick up as cars get more expensive and last longer. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, two to three hundred thousand miles on a vehicle anymore is nothing. Not uncommon. I mean, uh, not uncommon at no. all. I mean, we see them all the time over two hundred. That's right. And I mean, it's it's just you know, and they and they go just like they did. Well, maybe not just like they did when they were new, but you know, creaks and rattles, of course. But you know, things happen. But, They'll still go from A to B. Right. Exactly. Right. You know. They're still, they still have value to them, That's and right. they can still get you there and back in good comfort and, exactly. and reliability. All right. We'll take a quick break. Jeff in Montana, I want to get you plenty of time, so hang tight. We'll take a break. We'll come right back again. Uh, Troy from Cheyenne with us today from Novus Auto Glass. If you've got an auto glass question, of course, today is the day for that. We're going to talk window tint today as well with Troy. And then, of course, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. We'll be right back, though. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Home values are rising 8, 10, and 13% in some areas. Trying to buy it but keep missing? Take AIM to show you how to make sure you're at the top of the list. Don't think you have the money to cover appraisal gaps? Let us show you options. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. We know how to help. Rates will continue to stay low. Values will continue to increase. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many have refinanced out of their 30-year mortgage and now have rates in the twos. Lower payment, shorter term, and they're saving thousands. Are you paying more than 3% on your debt? Convert those to a low rate and keep more of your money. 720-895-0500. Self-employed and been told you don't qualify? Nonsense. There are many options. Talk to us and see why we've been helping those self-employed for years. Our customer service is unmatched in Colorado. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. NMLS 298191. 
Almost 20 years ago, we chose Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center for our pet's care, and it was one of the best decisions we've made. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and I know this is one of the busiest times of the year for all of us, but don't forget your pets. They still need their checkups, and preventative care is the best thing you can do for your pet's overall health. Whether your pet is new to the family or has been a family member for many years, regular checkups are key to caring for your pet's health. Depending on their age, your preventative care visit may involve other concerns including vaccinations, diet and weight management, microchipping, medications, spaying and neutering, house training, and behavior. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, their goal is to take the time to get to know your pet and address any questions or concerns you may have about their care. And don't forget, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has all your pet's needs covered dentistry, dermatology, eye care, orthopedic care, pain management, along with full grooming and boarding and pet training services, all at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Call them today, 303-708-8050, and check out the great blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. All right, we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Again, thanks for joining us today, folks. I do mean that sincerely. Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive with us in Aurora. And Troy from Cheyenne, all the way up in Cheyenne, drove down today to be with us from Novus Auto Glass up there. Jeff in Western Montana, you're back. What's going on, sir? I am back. And uh, regarding the topic of the day, I have three words, cash for clunkers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. good point. That was that was an epic failure. It sure was. Yeah, all that did was drive the price of everything vehicles. up. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're going to take the bad ones off. No, you took a bunch of good things off that people could afford. Uh huh. 
So, and then not made those parts anyway, available. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Just scrap it. The that's whole right. thing. Yeah. Yep. But my, the question I had uh, for you is, and this is something I haven't heard you discuss. Maybe you have, but uh, we moved into the house that we live in now about five years ago, and uh, I had a lawn tractor for mowing and everything, got pretty big garden tractor, mm-hmm. uh, one of the large craftsmen, and I put a four-foot plow blade from uh, oh, one of the one of the companies on it, the manual kind. You kind of got to lift up and down by yourself, right? Sure, with a handle. And it was pretty anemic on my driveway in terms of I had to make four passes to get stuff off to the side and any heavy snowfall it would just sit there and spin even with chains. So I uh this year we upgraded to a Kawasaki Terex four um with a six foot mm-hmm. uh, blade on it, sure. winch yeah. all, all sure. of that. Uh-huh. Yep. Um but and I had it out last week for the first time. We got a couple of maybe an inch, maybe a little more. And I was just trying to see how it worked. And I realized I really don't know how to plow with something like that. I don't know any of the techniques. I don't know. Do you go from the edges to the middle? Do you start in the middle and start go in the middle. to the edges? Yeah. On a driveway, on. typically you would start in the middle and push each direction. So, yeah. you know, if you're going to go down the driveway, you start in the middle and angle the blade to the right. And then you would push to the right. You'd come back, push to the left. And typically, you know, depending on how, how easy it is for you to swing the blade back and forth, if it's not super easy, then you're just going to go down to the end, turn around, come back, do the other side, and just flip-flop back and right. forth until you get it cleared. If it's easy to angle, then, of course, it changes everything. But in your case, I'm guessing it's a manual angle. It, it's a manual. Well, I'm guessing, yeah, same thing. Get out, and it's, mine has two adjustments on uh-huh. it, you know, sharp, not so sharp, and straight. So, yeah, you push the little lever, slide it, and it clicks right in. But, um, yeah, just like John was saying. I'll give you a secret on that, too, Jeff, on the ATVs <coughs> and what we do in the – in in our world is go to one of your local plow guys that does plowing and they always have cutting edges for a regular plow that get worn down and they take off what you want to put on the atv is a used cutting edge off of a regular plow reason being is they weigh 10 times more than your current cutting edge it puts more pressure down allows you to plow snow better and it's a heavier wear blade where you're not going to wear the other little dinky one out faster yeah, well, this is a this is a blade from the the mule or is it mule or uh, moose user group mule I think doesn't matter okay. Either, it, it, they're all per- usually made by the same yeah and you're and you're going to go from a you know probably quarter inch thick scraper blade to a half inch thick scraper blade doing it my way the the more weight you have oh, okay. that's wow. that's one thing that I've noticed too I've plowed a lot with an ATV also and they're not the, heavy enough they're they're not heavy enough. In a lot of cases. Well, yeah. the other thing that the yeah. scraper blade that I'm talking about does too, Jeff, is strengthens the bottom of the whole blade Plow, by doing yeah. that. Makes sense. So if you catch a... That's right. Uh, if you catch anything with it, you're not yeah. going to bend the blade. Right. One thing that I found too with with those is typically they'll break the cable. So if you go with the rope and a the, the pulley fair lead... That makes a big difference on that cable lasting. Actually, what we really what we've done, Jeff, and it's different for you guys as homeowners, but in the commercial world, we don't use winches anymore. If they've got a manual operation up and down, we use that instead because it works better. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually faster. Well, and with me, I don't want to drop my blade all the way down. Right, you can with the winch because I'll scrape up a lot of dirt if I do that. So right, yeah, I'll have gravel and concrete. So um, good point. Yeah, so I I always try to you know raise that with the winch so I'm not. Completely Are on you on pavement pads. or dirt, Jeff? 
Well, it, uh, my whole area is, is paved okay. concrete okay. and asphalt. Then, then the, then so the way then, I'm talking and, with the heavier scraper blade and all that right. would work well. Yeah. And chains also, okay. probably where you're at, you're probably going to chain up all four. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the, the thing that's driving, not driving me crazy, but has me a bit perplexed is by the house, there's like room for three or four cars to park side by side, and then there's a wall. As you're facing the house, there's a wall on the right. To back drag that area. Uh, yeah, okay. And then that that was the, um, it's the same thing up on top. I have a three-bay garage, and there's a, a, a wall yep. uh, on the right side. And so um, but that's right where the the plow will come out of. I have the plow in the same bay as my workshop, so I can okay. just take it out right there. And I was thinking just maybe manually scrape the sides away from the wall yes. and then angle yeah. the blade. Yes, yeah. Yes, and, and what I mean okay. by back drag is you actually drive up into the wall area, drop the blade, and back up. That pulls the snow away from those areas where you're not hand shoveling it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, they'll work in um, reverse. Yeah, not, they uh, don't work super well in reverse, but if you put that heavier blade on it, like I mentioned, they work pretty well doing it that yeah. way. Okay, well, I, I, that was actually kind of answered a question I had because when I drop the blade, the blade is pretty heavy, and when I drop it, uh, it's got the steel skids on it. Yeah, take and, those off, I by put, the way. Put it on. Oh, really? Yeah, because you get better. You get better cleaning yeah. of the driveway without those goofy things. Because it on. still keeps it up about a half inch. Yeah, off the ground unless you're stuff. Ken that has a dirt driveway, then you want to yeah. run them. But if you're not doing dirt, take them off. Put them in. Okay, the, put them in the workshop and noticed, hang on to them. What I notice is that when I put it under load, the blade goes all the way down to the ground. Which is what you oh, want okay. anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, you can keep them you on. You can, as that, long then. as they go all the way down. Yeah. But, honestly, you don't, you don't need them. They're just there. They're going to get hung up, and I, I just would take them off, put them in the workshop. You don't, we, there's not a blade that we run on the commercial side. If you see a guy running around here anywhere that's got shoes and a scraper blade together, uh, either A, they don't know what they're doing, or they do a lot of dirt roads, one of the two. Nobody in the commercial okay. world runs shoes. So you don't. I don't have to worry about that uh, blade tearing up the asphalt. Nope. Right. If you do, you just have bad asphalt. <laughs> well, if you have, yeah, if you have some cracks or something, then it could be an issue. I mean, it's going to take it out and and stuff. But I mean, that's going to damage. Long as it. long as it's smooth, smooth there's no, no issues. issues. Yeah. And what what the blade okay, will actually do is, if you've got a little piece of raised up concrete, believe it or not, that blade will actually kind of grind that right. concrete down smooth to where all of it runs together anyway. So you're not hurting anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I I can do my driveway now in two passes, and and the manual change isn't all that difficult. On that, it's uh, it's one lever. You pull it back and sure. you swing it. And Easy. Yeah. So yeah, I, it was pretty easy. That's so, how you do it. What um, what I do is I. I like John said, angle it one direction or the other. I usually angle mine to the left. I fly right down the middle of the driveway. Yep. Come back up the left side of the driveway and then go back down the the other left side of the driveway. And and if you hit it fast enough, you can launch it pretty good. Yeah, you just too. get rolling off the yeah. edge. Yeah. I, right. I mean if if the snow's not super heavy and it's right. not hanging you up, but uh, well, and that's yeah. where, you know, for a lot of guys listening, that's where it hate to say this, but if it's really snowing hard and it's 2 a.m., you go out and make a few passes, come back in and go to bed again. Yeah, right, exactly. And um, Literally, so you're not yeah. out there plowing two feet of snow. Yeah, yep. And usually in my neighborhood, it, the wind is blowing, so it doesn't do a lot of good. But There you go. Yeah, it's it's tough. But Well, I, well yeah, I, well, inter go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, I haven't had to chain mine in the past 
probably five or six years. We Typically just needs to be pretty a, deep. Yeah, exactly. Back in 2005 was the first year I had that, and, or 2006, whatever it was, when we had back-to-back snowstorms through Christmas. And and if I had not had chains, I would have really been struggling. I, I was struggling anyway, but it would have just made it worse. So. Yeah, I was going to say an odd, odd story is that uh, a couple of years ago, we took my wife's PT Cruiser from here out to Omaha to visit our daughter in there was a snowstorm on the way back, but it made it just fine. We had uh, studded snow tires on it. Made it all the way back to my driveway, and there, about halfway up the driveway, was a two-foot drift. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. So, sure. we made, so we made it, what, 1,500 miles? Just fine, but the last... To get stuck at home. Yeah, yeah. well, at least you're but home. At least you're home. Yeah, move. exactly. You're not halfway in between That's right. That's somewhere better than anywhere else. the highway. That's yeah. right. Yeah. No, I've, I've, got, there you go. I've got stuck at the base of my driveway oh, yeah. plenty of times and yep. had to get the, either the ATV or the tractor to clear it, so, yeah. Yep. Well, I appreciate it, guys. You bet, Jeff. You gave me some stuff to think You're about. very welcome. No, appreciate Thanks. it very much. Uh, John, you've got some questions for us up in Cheyenne, where Troy's from. Go ahead, John. Hey, just to let you know, I-80 still closed. <laughs> Wednesday, <laughs> Cheyenne, all the way to Rollins. Oh, Unbelievable. From just the wind blowing or what, John? Oh, they got some good snow on the other side of Laramie. Okay. Uh, okay. The other night. But they opened it up about 9 o'clock. I got a text, and they had to reclose it at 1 because guess why, John? I'll let you get. Oh, stupid people driving and gotten wrecks. Uh, hey, you're you're pretty sharp at this. Not <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Somebody wrecked and the troopers are like, shut it back down. It's yep. not worth it. Yeah. And they they just said this morning. The last text I got was eight to ten hours at like eight o'clock. Oh, oh man. Okay, but, so all of you listening, I eighty still shut. <laughs> so still down. <laughs> So if you got to go west of uh, Rollins, it's probably easier just to take 70 and shoot up on there the other go. side of Rollins. So, John, you were talking about the EVs. Yes. And cattle. You know, one thing people don't realize is, say you're in a development that was built in 1995, and you have your average 2,500 to 3,000 square foot home. Well, they put in transformers to supply those homes, maybe eight or ten homes on a single 25 kb transformer right and you start adding 10 evs to that circuit all wanting to charge that's right now the utility is going to want to have to upgrade that transformer and you know they're not utilities don't pay for anything if you're on a regulated utility they pass that cost along sure. to you in the rate oh yeah if you're on a co-op same thing same thing yeah, you're right yeah so and then the other thing that people don't realize and uh, I think it was Jeff and you guys were talking about the uh, smart meter, is one of the reasons utilities went to that is so they know what time of the day their peak usage. Okay. You know, for the, sure. like the, whole, the whole utilities load. And that's why a lot of your utilities, and not mine too, it starts the first of the year, are going to time of use rates. Mm-hmm. So they can get you to limit when, when they are using the most electricity to get you to limit it by charging you three times, four times as much as they charge you at two o'clock in the morning set. That's right. So that's why, you know, a lot of people, I tell everybody is, you know, run your dishwasher overnight, use the delay setting. If you use that, you're going to wash clothes and stuff, do it first thing in the morning before the load kicks on. Because once you get into those time of use rates, you're paying a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So, 
actually, the, that was from the first hour. But the car question I had is I got the new headlights. I'm getting ready to put them in. Okay. And I don't have a garage. So how do I get the, how do I re-aim these? So I'm not blinding somebody going down the road if they're not right. You need some sort of, of a you need a wall or something that you could right. pull up to, even if it's in a you know a parking lot someplace or up against the building or up against the edge of the house. But you need some sort of a, of a flat wall, and you just you know imaginary line across it, and you know you want. It's hard to explain this over the over the air, but is he putting new lights in light yeah. bulbs or full lights. Light, 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 light lights? So they'll need adjusted. Yeah. Um, t- typically bef- before you pull the old ones out, pull up to that, yeah, that's mark, mark your wheels and just use some tape. Just, just, yeah. you know, masking blue tape, tape. Uh, blue tape. Yeah. Mark on the ground where your tires are. So you get the same spot or just, you know, do mark it right on the then. Wall. And then mark, you know, at your edges basically. Yeah. And then, when you put idea. the new ones in, just kind of line them up about the I mean, same. Those of us that have done it forever just know how to pull up to the wall and adjust in period. Right, but exactly. that, no, Ken's, Ken's right on the money. That's, yeah. that's what you, you would know, do. If you're 15 feet away, and and just. Yeah. How far from the wall? Oh, 15, uh, maybe, 20 feet, probably. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, it really maybe, doesn't matter. Maybe I mean, 10. Yeah, yeah, the reality yeah, is and, as uh, long as you can see a nice straight beam from the light on the wall, that's yeah. where you're going to want to be that far away and just make the old, the new ones match the old ones. Yeah, and you're going to be pretty close. Yeah. Stay in the same spot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you don't want to be 30 <laughs> feet away. That's too far because there's too <laughs> there's much light too diffusion. Much to mark. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you want to see that straight line, which they'll have. All yeah. these lights will have almost a straight line now. You want to be able to see that line on the wall, John. Are you putting the LEDs in, or are you just putting the old the old ones back in? No, I, I've had a 2011 Ram. I talked to John a couple of weeks ago, and he was putting them in his 2004 and said he, the LEDs gave him an issue, right? Yes. So I decided I'm just going to go with the uh, the real super bright. The LEDs uh, don't want to work with the body control modules very well. They'll they'll turn the the stupid you know check lamp light on. What about the what ones like the, about for the headlights? I just bought some for my 03, and they got the resistor built into them so it gives the correct reading all back you can do is plug them in try and see if they I, work. I, I would, yeah before you go to all of the work of making sure they fit the housings and all that just plug them in turn them on and see if the the lamp out i just put them in on. here the other day they work yeah. fine yeah okay so perfect. far i haven't taken it for a drive yet but i mean yeah because those lights are pretty that's why i was asking if he's doing the leds or the other ones because he's not gonna nobody's gonna be flashing them. everybody's used to the leds now right. you're a little halogen you're a little halogen the other issue i've seen too john on those is that lamp out uh, on that particular truck, mine and Troy's and yours, is temperature can have a lot to do with that as well because that temperature changes the resistance, and that's what that body control module is reading to turn that lamp light on and off on the dash. Hmm. Okay. okay. All right. So just watch and it. Last, and then this is a question for Troy. Yes, sir. You guys do the coatings on the windshield after you put a new windshield in so it repels the water. Yeah. Do you do anything like that on new headlights? Typically, I I have a, a product. It's it's actually thicker than a 3M clear nose mask. It's about double, triple the the, the thickness of it. And basically, it, we put it on. It's called headlight savers, headlight protection, basically. And you can put those over. I've put them on all my vehicles because life expectancy of that product is anywhere from five to fifteen years, depending on what kind of you know stuff you're up against, gravel, right. roads, whatever, wind. And then you can actually heat them up, peel them off, and your headlights are brand new underneath. So there is a coating for the headlights. Yeah. Troy, I'll give you what I'm up against. I live uh, halfway to Laramie, and I'm in Cheyenne every day for work. Yeah. So I drive I-80 from, oh, just say from Cheyenne to the Buford Trading Post. Yeah. So you know yeah. what I'm going to forget. And then a couple of miles on the dirt road. But Yeah, um, you're a good candidate so. for that, John. Yep. 
All right. And uh, for uh, 2011 Ram, what do you run? What does that run me? For for an 11, they're probably 100 bucks. I, I put them on. It's all hand cut. I do everything hand cut. I, yeah. I buy the product in sheets, and then we actually yeah. heat it up, put it on. And, yeah, it, okay. it works great. I can show you I, on my SRT Jeep. I can show you what it looks like. And, uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. awesome product. Well, you've done our last two windshields, one on my wife's truck, one on mine. So we'll you appreciate did, that. You guys did a great job. We so try. We'll be back. <laughs> All right. John, thanks, man. Thanks, appreciate man. it, as always. We'll come back. Mike and Littleton, hang tight. We're going to get some more tips from Troy, by the way, when it comes to that window tinting, things along those lines as well. If you got questions for Troy specifically on you know, windshield repair, the replacement of side glass, uh, lane departure monitoring systems, and how to calibrate all of that, you name it, we can talk about that with Troy. We'll be right back, though. Hang tight. we got lines open, 303-477-5600, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Back when he had one service van and no money, Lewis knew he had one shot at success. Happy customers. A lot of HVAC companies offer what Lewis likes to call the taillight guarantee, meaning once you watch them drive away, you're not getting any more help. Even before Absolute became an HVAC company, back when they only offered electrical services, Lewis made a different kind of promise. From the call to your care, we'll be there 24-7. To this day, you can ask anyone at Absolute about their top priority as a company, and they will start talking about customer service. Lewis never lost sight of that one key to success as he continued to add new services. Even now that Absolute offers boiler services, a famously hard-to-find skill set known for unresponsive technicians, Lewis only hires people who commit to their customers long term. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will come back long after their taillights disappear. Schedule an appointment 24 hours a day, 365 days a year at AbsoluteFix.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. It's that time of the year. The holidays are fast approaching and you want to make sure your vehicle is ready for whatever old man winter throws at us. Let Extreme Auto Repair get you ready for the holidays and for winter. With supply chain issues affecting everything we purchase, make sure you don't delay in getting whatever you need for your car or truck before it's too late. They service all makes and models of vehicles and specialize in diesel repair. Don't forget, they sell tires and Cooper tires are sold to you at their cost. Don't be that person who waits until the last minute to get your vehicle ready for winter. Get into Extreme Auto Repair now. Find them at drive-radio.com or call 303-841-1071. That's 303-841-1071, Extreme Auto Repair. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. 
You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Anigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. All right, we're back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Mike, thanks for holding uh, as, as long as you did. I appreciate it very much. You're up, sir. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Hey, how'd you like to be sitting in our ski traffic in the snow or back east in the beach traffic in the hot weather and have an electric vehicle? Have the battery die on <laughs> well, you? Yeah, we were, were just talking about yeah. that through the, yeah. ba- you know, through the break. What's yeah, AAA going to do, run around with a generator when it comes to, you know, filling people up that were knuckleheads and, you know, left without enough, you know, range or, you know, got caught without having a charge station or the charge, you know, in their defense, maybe the charge station they were planning on using is out of order that day. So they weren't able to charge. And to your point, now they're stuck. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see a lot of that when that time comes, Mike. Listen, I've, I, I've sat in ski traffic and not moved for four hours. At a time. Exactly. Right. Uh-huh. So there is there is no way to have enough range to cover that. What I was actually calling about was the other way to promote the electric vehicle or to force it is through the energy side. And the energy policy of this administration at this point is doing everything yes. to force yes. the green the green energy policy. Every single thing they are doing is strictly to promote the green energy side. Right. And which, by they, the way, is, is an oxymoron because there. I've said this on the no, other show many many times. There's no such thing, no. Mike. There is no such thing as no. green energy. It does not exist. No, it doesn't. It's, it, it's a saying that feels good to a lot of individuals, but if you really get down to the brass tacks of it, there is no green energy. There is no such thing as renewable energy. Everything takes something to make something else. Therefore, it is not renewable. And, and electricity is very inefficient to transmit. Correct. Right. You, uh, whether it be coal fire or any other way. But yeah, but you know, real quick though, Mike, you, you brought up, really, I should add that the fourth way to do this is make gas $6 a gallon, and yes, you're going to promote EV use. Yeah. Or nine or 10. Exactly. Or type price. Right. You're I'm correct. Not, I'm, I'm sort of immune to that because I buy $9 a gallon race gas, you know, but, but, but I wouldn't want to be paying $9 for all my daily driver exactly. gas. Exactly. It's exactly. Exactly. It's the same strategy that the anti gunners want to use they'll attack the ammunition that's right if you attack the ammunition or you attack the the fossil fuels the consumables is what you're saying you attack the consumables and that's how you do it right yeah and and that's how you promote your agenda and and people don't see through it for what it is and they accept it you're right Mm -hmm. you are correct yep so there, there you go Nope, you're right. You're spot on. I, I cannot argue with that, Mike. Yes, I, I should have I should have said that. That's the fourth way. So you're you are correct. That's the other way they'll incentivize and, and, it. Force and, it really. Biden, Biden's been doing it from the first day when he when he shut down 
the construction of the Keystone Pipeline, yep. and every every other thing. You know, uh, if you look back to the Paris Accords, we we didn't sign on to it. They used that against us, but we're the only country that's actually doing it. Right, right. Yep. We're the only country that's doing it. The ones that have signed on to it are blissfully running along and polluting, and China's building what a coal plant a week or something. Pretty much, like that. and buying coal yeah, from so, us to do so. Yeah, and <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> Have a good day. You're right, Mike. No, thank you. Very, very, very well said. I can't, can't, I can't add anything to that. He is spot on the money right there. So, Bruce in Minnesota, what's going on, sir? How you doing, Bruce? Hey. Oh, there you go. Don't you know? You bet you. I tell you though, hey. <laughs> Always good to hear from you. Yeah, I want to thank you for the help you did during uh, this past week. You're very welcome. Uh, ran really. Not a problem. Made my eye appointment okay. The next day went out. It's thrown the same code. I do have an appointment Monday to see uh, about why the uh, death tank heaters aren't working. But what could cause that on that 20, they, 20, 3500? They've had issues with that. So honestly, what could cause that? Great question because they've. it's one of those problems that, you know, problem child areas on that truck and by the way, not just GM, but they've all had it. GM has had it. You know, Rams had it. Ford's had it. They've all had issues in that particular area. So it's not just GM, Bruce. Well, last year when we had that uh, cold snap of uh, I think it was two or two weeks, two and a half weeks of minus thirty, I didn't have any problems, and uh, it hasn't gotten below zero here yet. So I mean, it was in the twenties and. And it overnights, and it's and it's throwing those codes. Is that still because of it? Or? Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the temperatures what? at this point. The temperatures got nothing to do with right. it. Right. I mean, it has to be low enough for the heaters to need to come on, but that that's going to be probably below. I don't know exactly how they've programmed that, but probably below thirty-five degrees or so. They're going to want those to come on. Probably. Yeah. Okay. So. What's the remedy? New heaters? Reprogram it? Buy a Most, gas truck? How much? <laughs> they'll, they'll most likely put new heaters in it, or, or, the, or the def tank itself, one of the two. Yeah, I mean, and programming could be something, too. Maybe the heaters. I mean, just something in the design wasn't, yeah. If it's like our fleet trucks, they'll put heaters in it. Yeah, yeah. Because I've had some okay, of those so, that I've had to have done. And I've, I've, I still haven't hit 25000 on it yet, so that's still under warranty then, correct? Correct. Yeah. Uh, Actually, that's should, under till 80. You're right. Yeah, 880. 80 k Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Is okay. it? Yeah, it is $880. On I checked the other day. Somebody questioned me on that through a text message after I said that the other day on diesels, but no, diesels still apply under the 880. I checked. <laughs> okay. And what's the time frame for having it in the shop to have all that that i don't know i have no clue well, on that parts one. are still stuck yeah you there. you are at their mercy on that <laughs> they'll one need Bruce. To, they'll need to see what their remedy is and then see parts availability uh yeah i had a ram in the dealership long story i won't get into all the details of although i will tell you that uh, long story short there's now a big recall on the 2019 2020 ram cp3 or cp4 pumps they're going to retrofit those back to the cp3 uh, Bosch pumps. There's about 250,000 trucks that have been recalled here the last month or so. Uh, but I will tell you, Bruce, uh, some of my fleet trucks under the warranty end of it, I can almost plan on at least two to three weeks being there. Yeah, and then your wait time to get in, too, is going to be right. up there also. 
If they'll get you in now, get in. Weren't we just talking about how the government's going to push us into buying electric cars? Well, here you go. All Mm -hmm. the parts and pieces you got to put together for these diesels. And er and everything right now is, as you know, Bruce, behind just because of of the supply issues we have going on. So that's also affecting it. Yeah. That stuff's all made in China. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know where those tank heaters are made. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I don't know. Probably, well, I I can't say probably not China, but... um, European, they're, yeah. they're definitely not coming out yeah. of here. Singapore, a lot of things are made in Singapore yeah. and, and Taiwan. I'd, you'd have to, I'd have to look at the actual boxing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Singapore and China and Singapore and Taiwan, Taiwan. now. Oh. Uh, China oh. making moves to. Uh, yeah, well, and, you know, like the, to, the the pump on that truck. You know, same as the the Ram that's coming out of you know Germany. That's a Bosch unit that's on yeah. your truck. So yeah, all over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you talked about green energy. Well, you know, there's sales. <laughs> but, you know, putting a sail on a vehicle, yeah, it's not too good. But well, and, you know, and, again, that, and I want to make sure everybody understands when I say there's no green energy. Real quick, I want to explain myself. There's no green energy because to, to make anything, to make anything requires some form of energy to make that particular item. So even a windmill, that is, I guess the wind you could say is, yes, definitely renewable. Hydro, definitely renewable. But to build the windmill get it there get a truck there put the concrete in the ground put the tower up maintain the oil that's in that unit on an annual basis on and on we go bruce it's not green at yep. the end of the day it's, uh, yeah, nothing well it is green. if you rip your own sheep you shear them and then you get a loom and you take <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah, there we go there we go bruce <laughs> yeah that's funny bruce i appreciate yeah. it man good luck to you have a great week merry christmas i gotta run to break joe and conifer hang tight we'll be right back drive radio klz 560 your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected we all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof the problem with that mentality is it's wrong do you know that roof max is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, 
while other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. Classic car insurance is not created equal. Some insurance companies won't offer you insurance at all, and if they do, it's most likely not the right coverage. If you have an accident or theft, do you know if your current company will cover your classic or modern hot rod for its total value? Do you know that some companies put limits on how many miles you can drive in a given year? Paul Lewinberger has been selling insurance for the past 18 years and knows the ins and outs of the insurance industry. American National Insurance has a division called Chrome Insurance that is specifically tailored toward people like you. Chrome stands for classic antique or modern classic, hot rod or street rod, replica or kit car, original unrestored, modified or custom, exotic, rare or unique, and in excess of $100,000 in appraised value. Don't insure your special car with anyone else. Get the best coverage at the best price by calling Paul today, 303-662-0789, or find him on our website, drive-radio.com. That's drive-radio.com. All right, several questions that are coming in via text message. I'll get to those as well. Somebody also mentioned that, hey, part of the master plan here on green energy and EVs is just to get people to stop driving altogether, just take cars off the road. By the way, correct statement, yes. I've seen this said that their goal is to take at least 100,000 cars out of the 200 and some thousand that are on the road today, they want to take 100K of those off the road. They want to put you in trains, buses, mass transit, and the like. And I've said it for years on uh, Rush to Reason. I'll say it here. Their whole goal is to control the population. They do that by not letting you move around. That's why they hate the automobile, because it provides freedom. Mm -hmm. It has since Henry Ford made the Model T affordable to the average middle-class American back in 1927 or whatever it was. Yep. No, sooner than that. It was 19, 1919, I want to say, 1920, something along those. I, I have to go look that up. Don't, I'm not a Model <laughs> T historian, so please, I'm sure somebody will correct me. I think it's 1919, but uh, you guys can correct me if you'd like. Joe and Conifer, you're up, sir. Hey, John, how you doing? Good. Good. Uh, I got three vehicles that are were bizarre looking for you. Okay. Okay, first one was the forward control Jeep. Oh, yes. Uh, Willis. Yes. From the 50s. Yep. FC 40s and 60s. Uh, or 40s one. and, were they 40s and 70s or 40s and 60s? I don't remember. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I think they had both. Yeah, but the uh, that thing was so ugly it was cute. And you're bringing and, some good uh, money today, by the way, finally. Oh, yeah. The second one. They was were 170s. The I was off. They were, they were 170s oh. is what they were called. Okay. Uh, all right. The second one was the Corvair pickup. 
The what? Yep, Corvair pickup. I don't remember that one. I put some yep. glass in a couple yep. of those. <laughs> Corvair yep. pickup. I've never van. seen one. Yeah. The worst part about it was oh, is that yeah, they didn't ugly. have any bed space. Yeah, they didn't have any bed space because the motor was in the back. Yes. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea, by the way? I'm not sure. Make a great wheelie mobile. <laughs> oh, they were ugly, oh, yeah. too, to boot. The Jeep <laughs> yeah. was better looking than that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the third one, I drove one for several years, and it was probably one of the funnest vehicles to drive, was a 66 Econoline pickup. Yeah, they had interesting glass. Yeah, right. Yes. Uh, you're yeah. correct. Yep. Okay, so I got two yep. others, by the way, real quick that somebody sent in. Okay. Which I should have remembered this one. The Riviera boat or the Riviera boat tail yep. uh was you know, was uh-huh. a definite weird back glass, made the car look funky and yeah. kind of cool at the same time. They're yep. bringing good money today, by the way. And the yep. old slant back barracudas. Yeah, the old Cuda. With the glass oh, in them yeah, as well. Yeah. Same right. deal. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, I also have a question on VIN numbers. Yes, sir. You got a second? We do. All right. I found a rust-free cab for my high boy. Okay. What do I do about the V number, VIN numbers? Because they're on the cab. Uh, let me... I had somebody ask that last week. Bob White was on with us last week, and we had a long conversation on VINs. So uh-huh. you cannot... By the letter of the law, you cannot rebody a car. The VIN belongs to the chassis that it is stamped into, in practical terms, a unibody chassis that has extensive damage, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't pertain uh-huh. even to your situation because yours probably doesn't have anything on the chassis itself on that high boy. It is only on the body right. itself. Yep. Uh, the best thing for you to do, of course, is call State Patrol down in Golden. Yep. Ask, Tell them right. what you're trying to do, what you've got going on. And they will most likely answer that and tell you. The trooper's name that you need to talk to, by the way, is Pastore, P-A-S-T-O-R-E. Oh, okay. Uh, talk to that That's officer, information. and he yeah. will walk you through what you need to do. Okay. Okay? And, and the reason why we want to do this on the front side is if you ever go to transfer title, sell it, do whatever, we, we don't yeah. want any issues legally. Right. Well, I have a friend who bought a... Lost a Falcon he just bought that way because somebody had put stolen parts on it. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, we want to be very careful yeah. of how we do yeah. this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure I go yep. through the right steps. Yep. No, yeah, yeah, because all the work. Cause that, and, and as you know, that truck's worth a lot of money, so we want to make sure we keep it that right. way and keep it sound. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Call them and they'll take care okay, of you, Joe. Great. Okay. Thanks, Thanks a lot. sir. Appreciate it very much. Uh, Jeff in Western Montana, you're up again, sir. Hey. Sorry to monopolize. You're fine. These guys keep generating questions in my brain. You're all right. And at my age, I need to use it as much as I can. Uh, uh, you were talking about diesels, and that brought to mind an article I read this week about AdBlue or death fluid shortages out there. That um, there's apparently there's a big spike in price on death fluids because of uh, or death because of uh, shortages and the impact that could have on the trucking industry because apparently, and, and you would know more about this than I do, but apparently a lot of the diesel trucks, if you run out of depth, they just stop. Yeah, they won't right. run. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, they won't run. Yeah, so and, you're, and you are correct. I had, by the way, I had not read that, so thanks for the tip and for everybody else listening. Uh, there's an article out today, uh, pressure mounts over AdBlue diesel exhaust fluid shortage. Now, this is an Australian article, so I don't know if that's a 
an effect worldwide, or if this is just in certain parts of the world, I'll have to do some research and find out. Yeah, it was the way I read it. It was on, uh, I'm not sure if it was the Epic Times or some other one of the news feeds that I read, but it was, it affects the world, but uh, about 80% of the death, I think, that we consume comes from China. <laughs> and, and the really ironic thing about it is, is uh, as I understand it, is that death is basically uh, diluted urea. It's about 30% urea. You just go pee in the tank. And Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking is we've got all sorts of <laughs> sources of urea. It's not a lot different, to be honest with you, Jeff. I kind of make fun of that, but it really isn't a whole lot different. Jeff, with that, I apologize. We're top of the hour. got to run. I'm going to check that article out more. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. If you want to call back after the top of the hour, feel free to do so. Randy and Lyman, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.